Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. How are you today? It is Monday, December 9th. That means we are back at it for another On the Path podcast right here at Pathway Church in Wichita, Kansas. I'm Shane Ewing, and this is Todd Carter, Pastor Carter, who is just coming off preaching uh, week two of our Unboxed series right here. I was thrilled just to be listening to a lot of what you were saying, Pastor Carter, and I think that uh, you can unbox a little bit of what you said to those who may have missed it or just to catch us up on what this was about in week two. Really, the two main things that we talked about this week was really reflecting on Mary's story. And in Mary's story, the really kind of the key takeaway was certainly that God favored Mary and that his favor certainly isn't is irrespective of people. You know, God chooses all kinds of people. Sometimes we, in kind of in our world way of looking at things, you know, God chooses people that look good or that have lots of power, lots of money. But God's choice of people is irrespective of that. And Mary was uh, certainly, you know, just a, a woman that loved God and that God chose and used in a powerful way to bring in the Messiah of the world. And that she was awesome in this, in the sense of that when God approached her to be able to, and that, or the Gabriel, angel, the Gabriel approached her, that she said, may it be to me as you've said, I'm, I'm, willing, I'm ready and willing to embrace this purpose that you've given me in my life. And so to me, just a, a, you know, a great story of, of ex- experiencing God's favor and then really Mary in the end really kind of sharing God's favor to a certain extent yeah. with the world. And within itself, a microcosm of a lot of what we go through as Christ followers to say, is God really telling me something here? Do I believe what this angel is saying? Okay, I believe now. What do I do? And how do I walk this way? And how do I walk completely with faith? And she did it every way, every step of the way, the right way. We see other stories in the Bible that don't necessarily do that. Actually, two weeks in a row now when we had uh, uh, Zechariah. Right. right? So he kind of questioned that the angel. Mary was just a faithful servant right from the get-go. Right. So interesting to to see how that uh, unfolds. And now... When we think about those times in our life that aren't so great, we don't feel too blessed. You know, when we think about the times that are great, we say we're counting our blessings, you know. Uh, But how do you count your blessings and how do you understand God's favor when your life is down? I think that's a great one that anybody wrestles with. And I think certainly as a Christ follower that we can wrestle with because a lot of times we think, you know, after I've got Christ in my life and, you know, he's, he's supposed to be for me, then that means that everything in my life goes well and perfect after that. And, and certainly if you look at Mary's life and you fast forward, you could certainly look at the snapshot of where she's at right now. And she said, hey, I'll let it be with me as you've said. But at the same time, she was going to have to continue to suffer, so to speak, the humiliation of being pregnant without being wed. Mm. Um, some of the hardship she had, even going to Bethlehem to have the baby, being pursued by King Herod after that to try to kill the baby Jesus, you know, all the way up into culminating when Jesus was crucified on the cross. I mean, her life wasn't easy, even though that she chose to do as God had called her to do. But there was, at the same time, there was incredible joy in the process, and ultimately God took her to an incredible destination. And I think that's true for you and I, true for all of us if you're a Christ follower. Is it, you know, you know, like in Jeremiah where it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Now that means certainly that God is always taking us to a destination that's good, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the road to get there is good. And some of where God wants to take us in the destination, the road helps form us to get to the destination. I can't, I could say in my Christ-following journey, God's used a lot of the difficulty in, the, in my life to be able to shape me so that I could experience 
really the, the, the fullness of his favor in the end. But, and I don't think if I went through some of the difficulty that I've been through in my life that I could experience the fullness of his favor, but it was th through the difficulty that he shaped it. Sure, and I appreciate you bringing up your own Christ journey, Christ following journey, because that's where I want to bring up mine. And, you know, being that, what, I'm seven years into declaring my faith in front of a public setting, I uh, was baptized, let's see, uh, so seven years ago at um, a church here in town, and I got to be honest with you here, and this is something that bothers me a lot. Whenever we talk about, you know, we're having a celebration this weekend where baptisms are happening, yeah. I don't get the best feeling about my baptism because I went into it thinking that I w it was going to be easier from here on out because right. now I have God on my side. Right. I think I would have just really benefited at that time. Uh, this was not at Pathway. This was before I went to Pathway. Uh, to know that right. things might even get harder before they get easier in, right. in the end. You know, yeah. it's a very interesting point to think about uh, when you go into and you declare your faith, but you say, okay, I have God's favor now. But really, I didn't know if I favored God as much at that point. I didn't sure. know enough. Maybe right. I didn't know enough before I was baptized. Is that something that, that you run into ever? Or do people get confused about their baptisms? Because I'm thinking I want to redo. <laughs> maybe it'll catch this time. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe that's what. Like for me, it's maybe I need more baptisms and more communion. Make sure that I can get it all that I need. I, it's like a. It's like a bride who wants the perfect wedding. You know, I just feel like right. I, I, I got. Uh, I didn't get exactly what I was wanting, and I think now that I understand things better, I might get more out of it. Well, and it go, if you could take it back even to what you just said, Shane, in your in your marriage illustration. I mean, marriage is exactly the same way. I mean, we could, we would all say, if, for those of us who are married, that when we got married, it was probably one of the most, best days of our lives. We were so excited, but at the same time, then when we, after we got married, all of a sudden, there were some things along the way that were a little bit more difficult than we anticipated that they would be. But at the same time, that we would, I think many people would say, I certainly would say in my own marriage journey, that you know, that my, my relationship with my wife is deeper, more beautiful than it's ever been. Good. Even though that at the same time, uh, I would have thought that we would have been maybe, you know, at the beginning problem-free and no problems, <laughs> but certainly there's been some bumps along the road. But, yeah. But, um, and that I didn't anticipate coming. Yeah. Okay. But I'm still going to think about it. I, I might do a pathway baptism. You might see me up there sometime. Right? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm breaking the rules or not. Okay. So getting back to the Christmas story and what got me on that tangent is that Mary had a tough road. It's yep. not just an easy road for her to follow what it was such a divine intervention in her life. Yep. Um, so a lot of characters in this story, particular in the Christmas story, run across the the angels calling them, uh, being called by God to do sure. things that are really right. unmistakable. Yeah. A lot of us today, we aren't as directly called to do things necessarily as an angel appearing before us. Some people do have that experience, but right. what are some ways we can identify God granting us direction? Well, I think in the broad brush, I think God gives us a lot of direction. It's just, I think we want to, we, I think a lot of times, sometimes the things that he tells us to do we don't really want to do, and so we'd like an angel to speak to us so we could make sure that it was what he told us to do. But, yeah, I mean, when I say that, I'm talking about there's all kinds of things in Scripture that we know are right. You know, like in Galatians, I think, you know, don't grow weary in doing what is right. From the proper time, you'll reap a harvest if you don't give up. And so we know that it's good to love our enemies. We know that's right. I mean, yeah. God already told us to do that. We know that it's, it's good to give to those who are in need. I mean, and we have opportunity to help people in need all the time. Um, we know that we're supposed to 
share our faith with other people. And yet, all the time, we have opportunity to do that. Now, God doesn't necessarily have to send an angel to tell us to do all those things because he's already told us to do those things in black and white in his word. So I think there are a lot of things that God tells us to do already that we need to act upon. And I think along the way, certainly, there's some you know great divine opportunities where God uh, prompts us to do things. Um, and I think those just, you know, they that more spiritual promptings maybe something in the moment maybe that we're looking for sure but there's a whole bunch of normal stuff that i would say takes up you know the 80 to 90 percent of life that's just black and white and what god already told us to do and that we, if we just follow those things that we'd experience a, a life and a vitality that we hadn't experienced before yeah and some people say you know i hear a voice rodney elliott has said on this uh, show before with me he heard a voice that was just telling him, you know, what, what he needed to hear at that point in order to take that journey to follow a, a career as a pastor. Sure. That was what made him jump into a field right. that he said he didn't really want to do at first. So right. um, some people get more of a nudge than others. I think one of the things that's happened in my life since I've been speaking with you guys and going to Pathway is that I just find that God's uh, in my life more because I want to be good when no one's watching. Sure. So. Right. I think that that's my uh, realization that God's calling me to keep going down this path because uh, wanting to be good when no one's watching is, uh, is right. something that, I mean, I, I don't want to make myself sound like a horrible person prior to all this, but right. I, you know, I, I live my life on camera a lot of the ways, you know, sure. my, my career's on camera and things right. like that. Um, so you just learn more about yourself when no one's watching, but you do the right things right. all the time. And it just feels a, feels like a... Something you good. said there, though, Shane, maybe to back up, that maybe just didn't even, I think I was thinking about again, as you said it, that's, that's true for everybody. Part of the way that we know and we hear God speaking is the way that he speaks a lot of times is the more that we spend time uh, in God's word, we're used to his voice. So then when his voice speaks, or we hear things or we sense things, we know it's his voices because we've been hearing it through his word. So then when he speaks in life, we go, ah, that's him. Yeah. Or the other thing that happens is, to what you said a little bit, is the more that, you know, I kind of heard you saying, Shane, the more I've spent time with doing this and with God's people, same thing is true because, you know, Hopefully, Lord willing, as we're with each other, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ, we're, we know the same person. We, it's like us talking about a common friend. Yeah. And the more, and then we go, yeah, you know, we know that how they, they are, whatever. And the same thing's true with about Christ is the more we share about him, the more we talk about him, then when, when we hear the voice, when we recognize the person, there's, there's something that happens as we're together that we, we learn more about God's voice and what he's calling us to do because we've, We've been, we've heard it in the context of each other. And then when his voice speaks in the context of life, we hear it again. Yeah. But if you follow that voice and things happen unexpectedly, you might think, has he led me astray here? And it's important to keep the faith. I'll tell you, just this past week, I was coming off listening to a church podcast, and uh, it was all about giving and, and just feeling so giving at this time of year, especially in the Christmas season. Sure. Uh, I go out to take my trash in. And there's a gentleman that comes up to my driveway and he says, hey, uh, do I, I just real quick, can I get 30 minutes of your time? And I'm like, whoa, 30 minutes of my time? I'm like, I'm like, well, what would you like to talk about? He says, I just want to let you know I'm uh, from East St. Louis and I came here and I want to make my life better and I've got three kids and I'm taking care of them, uh, but I really want to make kids in Wichita feel better, these inner, inner city youth. 
uh, feel better and give them things at Christmas time that they don't have. So we work through Catholic charities and interfaith ministries and all these, and he starts listing off all these things. He had a clipboard, everything was very detailed. Looks legit. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, I just got done listening to God talking about giving, and it really touched my heart when I was listening, and now here's my opportunity. And I said, you know what? You don't even need to give me 30 minutes because I do have to run, but I'll give you $50 to help out the cause. And he says, oh, that's great. Okay, oatmeal's better than no meal, is how he put it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what kind of oatmeal are you having? That's $50. bucks. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, so I wrote him a check, and then he gave me a receipt, and everything seemed good. And then my neighbors called me uh, later, and they said, we got this guy down here on our doorstep. And he's like flashing your check around saying, Shane down the street just donated 50. You should do the same thing. And they're like, that doesn't seem like something a legit person would do. And uh, so I called Catholic Charities and Interfaith Ministries, and I said, are, are you guys in business with the fellow who comes around door to door? And they said, no, this guy is not real. He is not legitimate at all. And so I ended up having to file a police report, close out all my checking accounts, and they said these guys grab the checks and they wash the checks and they use your banking information to take out whatever they can. Oh my so gosh. I thought to myself, well, I was trying to do the right thing there, right. Uh, but in the end, I feel like I forgave that fellow right away. I wish I could see him and talk to him and sure. be like, you know, I trusted you, right. and that was really a, a, a moment for me to be able to, right. to trust you. Um, but you, you, you can't help what other people do with your trust. You can only sure. trust and feel better about yourself and about the world that you live in when you trust people. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, even though, you know, I, I, you know we live in such a, a broken world where things like that legitimately happen. And at the same time, I think in the broad brush from a heavenly perspective, in the, that God looks down from heaven and he knew your heart. Mm -hmm. And he honors that. Yeah. And he wants to keep growing that. Maybe he was testing it or something. I don't know. It's and so in the end, even though that, like said, that, you know, there was our world's broken and that was a broken situation. In the end, your heart to do what was right and to do what, you know, and doing what was right, I think God still honors. Yeah. You know, and that he, that's what he's trying to cultivate in us. And in the end, I also took uh, that $50 back. I put another 50 in it and I put it into my give one envelope. So there you at, go. Least, yeah, at least I know the right place to right. give. <laughs> <laughs> now, and I won't have to be uh, facing any scammers while we're at it. Right. Okay, so I'm getting back to my notes here, just uh, thinking about the unboxed uh, uh, message here. I wanted to ask you about the unknown and the unseen. A lot of people in the Bible are unknown and unseen. God yep. works through them. Yep. Let's talk about the known and the seen, though, the people who have the most exposure, the biggest platforms. Yep. And is it fair to say that those people are truly the most blessed? Do they receive the most from God, or are they just given the capability to uh, turn it into what, what they can for themselves? Right. To me, it's an interesting question. One of the things I think that from a, sometimes I think in a worldly perspective, we try to, to, try to think about what we think that God might honor, uh, honor the most. But one of the things that Scripture says, the first will be last and the last will be first. So I think there could be a whole bunch of people in heaven in terms of their reward in heaven that we didn't expect to see. Yeah. That in the end will be the people that we thought um, were the, the doorkeepers here on earth will actually be the kings, so to speak, in heaven. The sense of people that are rewarded most. I think about what it says in Revelation that it says that each will be rewarded according to his own labor. In some sense, the Bible does teach in some sense there is some kind of reward in heaven. Not that we're going to, I think there's we're going to have 
feelings of um, of envy or something as a result. Well, man, look, they look like they got a tractor trailer. Everybody always says that, you know, I'm gonna, my wife's gonna have a tractor trailer full of, of crowns in heaven. I'll have a little <laughs> thimble full, you know. True. <laughs> right. And so, and I and I think, um, but I, the big point of being in the sense of I think the first are gonna be last, the last are gonna be first. What we perceive sometimes is somebody that's gonna be prominent in heaven actually may be somebody from in a heavenly perspective that didn't get as much or that was a lot smaller than we thought they were going to be. Yeah, yeah, and it's a good answer, absolutely. And as we take this journey, do we can can we ever feel God's favor getting taken away because of something we do? If we sin a little, it's just a little sin here or there. Do you feel like God can pull the leash back a little bit on people? If anything happens, it's not God. It's the barrier that we put between us and God. So I don't believe in any sense. I believe God all the time is for us. His favor is 1,000% there. At the same time, we couldn't deny from Scripture that, that at times because of our own sin, we're putting barricades between us and God and His favor. We're blocking God's favor. It's a choice that we are making to push back God's favor as opposed to in some way God pulling back his yeah, favor. It's all in our control. Right. Yeah. Yep. It may, some man. See, sometimes you have to take some responsibility and not just say, well, God. Oh, God did it to me. God's doing it. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Okay. And um, in unboxing the ways that God is for us during this season of giving, how important is it for us to unbox the ways that we are for God as well? This is going back to the idea of my, my baptism and just feeling like I wasn't ready to be for God. I wasn't ready to stand up every day and walk with him in the way that I feel like I hopefully am able to in the future sure. when I got baptized. So as we unbox the ways to be for God, how important right. is that just at the Christmas time, at Christmas time? Well, to me, I, I think about really in the end, it's such a, it's, uh, sometimes we see it as, it, it is a sacrifice, so to speak. You know, Mary made a lot of sacrifices in terms of the role that she had. You know, in, but in the, at the same time, she, she was able to, to, in essence, share the favor of God with the whole world by sacrificing to be able to raise the person of Jesus Christ. One of the stories that I told this weekend, for those who didn't hear, was about a lady here in our church who was in the grocery store line, and a lady in front of her didn't have her wallet, and she ended up paying for her grocery bill. And then the lady revealed that she had pulled off her scarf and revealed she had cancer. That's deep. And, and, saying, and because the woman from Pathway said, hey, you know, if uh, I just want to let you know that God loves you and is for you. And then she pulls off her scarf and said, man, if God loves me and is for me, then why do I have cancer? And she was just in a wonderful way being able to say, God does love you and he is for you. I, you know, I, I, you know, I, you know I, I, she paid her bill and, and I'm here to be able to communicate that to you. And there's so, in the end, what happens is there's so much joy that we end up experiencing being able to be used by God in those moments. It was kind of like, um, we were talking about a little bit earlier an, an opportunity last night to go over to a sober living house, and we provided dinner for all the uh, the ladies that were there living in the sober living house. We gave gifts to all the ladies that were there, and it was a really a wonderful experience being there. And I think certainly they were blessed by it. But what happened was, after we did all that, then those ladies shared their stories. Of, of testimony of God and what God had been doing in their life and some of the life transformation then. And all of a sudden there was just this flood of blessing that came back to me and that everybody that was there. And, um, and I really, in the giving of the sacrifice of sharing God's favor really with those ladies, you know, 
I ended up getting so much more back. I think I got so much more honestly in return than we ever gave in being able to provide the meal and give the gifts. I got a whole bunch of just uh, spiritual life and vitality really from them by them sharing their story. See, so many times when people talk about giving like that and you getting more than they may have, a lot of people look at that like a boilerplate type thing to say at that time because, oh, I, get, I got more. And maybe it's like a uh, just kind of a, a commonplace thing to say or maybe the right thing to sure, say. Right. And it's truly not right. once you start doing realizing really living it. Yeah, really right. living it. Yep. And I always thought, oh, that's just what they're saying. But no, that's very uh very real and I know that you're telling the, the truth and being honest about that. Uh I do want to be honest about this. The angel Gabriel talking to Mary. I I was right along with every word and then one part kind of hung me up, so I wanted to ask you just some background on this uh that he told Mary, among other things, the Lord God will give him, and meaning Jesus, the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. Not being as well versed on the Old Testament as I should be, uh, do you have some background on what that may be referring to? What's really... The house of Jacob? And what's really interesting about that is if you really go all the way back to the book of Genesis is really where this all goes to, and that you know, back in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve sinned, and then right after Adam and Eve sinned, really God began to make a plan at that point to be able to uh, save humanity. Because at that point, you know, that sin had entered in the world and people were going to die. And so God had to make a plan to be able to save humanity. And so that plan started with the nation of Israel. That was the first part. He said, okay, if I'm going to save the whole planet, I've got to start out with a nation. And then the nation can help save the rest of the planet. Okay. And so, so it starts out with really Israel. And so... Um, he makes a promise to Abraham that he'll be the father of a nation. And then really, if, when you, then you can see that, you know, back to, you know, and, and Jacob was, uh, uh, was connected to, to well, Abraham, you know, yeah. Isaac, Jacob. It's all part of that family lineage. Then when you fast forward then to the New Testament, what's interesting is at the beginning, like, for example, the book of Matthew, it replays all that lineage going all the way back to the Old Testament, showing that God was faithful to his promise that he made way back in the Old Testament to fulfill his promise. That promise is fulfilled ultimately in the person of Jesus Christ to be able to save the whole rest of the world. Yeah. And so really some of it does. It goes back. It's a fulfillment of prophecy that came all the way back from the Old Testament. All right. Yeah, just interesting. And there's so many names in that lineage. But I like how yep. it ends. It's like son of Adam, Adam, son, the son of God. And it goes right back all the way. Um, Okay, let's get back to because I just had to ask him for help and understanding. No, that's, that's a great question. Understanding uh, some of the background there, but the idea of asking for help was a big theme in this message right. as well. Right. Why is it so difficult for people to ask for help when it's clearly that something that God favors us to do? Right, and I think the big one is I can answer for myself, and I think it's somewhat universal. It's pride. I don't. I don't want to be perceived as weak. Um, uh, I want to be able to fix all of my problems myself. Um, and uh, in the end, what that does is when we're, we're, we try to be so self-sufficient, we th think ultimately we can be God. We can solve all of our own problems. Well, part of the reason we need to ask for help, I mean, number one, it's God's help. We can't, we can't save ourselves ultimately. And really, in the end, we can't really navigate through life by ourselves. We can try, but in the end, we end up hurting ourselves and hurting other people when we just try to do everything on our own. So I think the biggest reason is pride. Is the, is the barrier from us asking for help so many times. And some for some people, it's the opposite, though. A lot of people are just so what they would call selfless that they don't want to put people out. 
You know, they don't want to make their burdens other people's burdens. And some people are truly genuine in saying that. But that's pretty self-defeating. I mean, as somebody who needs help, and really, when you ask somebody for help, it brings out the best in both sides because you're humbling yourself to ask for help. You're humbling yourself before God's people, and you're bringing out the best in somebody who can show empathy. Right. And empathy, what's better than empathy when you're trying to express God's love? Right. In the end, there's so many short circuits with pride. And I would even, I was trying to kind of process a little bit, I would say even sometimes the selfless thing is actually a kind of a, disgu a, a disguised pride. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I know, you know, sometimes, you know, even in our, we try to be humble sometimes, even in kind of the way we behave, but in the end, I think it's some kind of weird disguised pride, really. But, but to your point, Shane, though, I think so many times when we ask for help, the, the beautiful thing is, number one, we receive the help, which is a blessing, and actually, anytime that uh, somebody's been on the on the giving end of being able to offer help, they're blessed. They enjoy being able to actually leverage themselves in a positive way towards someone else. They get blessed. So why on earth would we uh, short-circuit this blessing, this two-way blessing that's going to happen? Number one, we're going to receive help. The person that's giving help is going to be blessed. But in our pride, we short-circuit that, and nobody gets help. Yeah. And in, when you think about human connections, just deep human connections, there are barriers between start and finish for a lot of things. You think about relationships, there's a number of barriers that you have to get through to make a deep connection. You have to get attraction and right. intimacy yep. and things like that. But when you're in that position to ask for help and somebody's there to say yes, right away, there's no barrier. You're just immediately connected. And it, it's point. that connection that, that uh, is point. really worth celebrating. Yep, totally. Man, it's that, that type of stuff that I absolutely love about this series in particular because it's unboxing a lot of ourselves and our own hearts. And right. along the yep. way, we're going to learn a lot more as we move forward and move toward Christmas. Right now, the countdown is really getting close. Right. So as we hit week three, I imagine you can tell us a little bit of what to expect, hopefully. Right. Well, this week uh, we're talking about unboxing the good news, that God has good news for us. And really, just to kind of tip my hat just a little bit, what's interesting is that really, when you think about, there's actually, most people don't know, but there's actually 400 years of time that's between the Old Testament and the New Testament, where it's silent. Mm -hmm. There's no news. And then all of a sudden... In, in, in uh, Luke chapter 2 that we're going to talk about th this week, the silence really gets broken and the good news gets shared. And so many times in our lives, there's, uh, we feel a lot of silence or we have a lot of bad news in our life. And there's a lot of actually bad news that was going on in the nation of Israel during that point in time, in that 400 years. But there was a, there was, that silence was broken and the good news came. And I think that we're all in a, in a place in our lives, corporately, individually, where we want some good news. So along the storyline then, who are we rejoining? Are we rejoining John or the wise men or Luke chapter two in the in the in the with the shepherds there okay. when the angels came down once so they again them the good news and announced the, the good news that uh, Christ was going to be born. All right, all right. Well, we're really getting into the meat of it here, and uh, it's definitely something that a lot of people are excited about, especially because those. Those shoppers are just nuts right now. Try to walk into Walmart right now and navigate yourself. You can't do it. So it's nice to take a step back and remember the reason for the season. This yep. is no better way to do this than to study the Unbox series and do a little reading uh, on your own and hopefully even listen to us here. Maybe that counts. Right. That you counts, bet. right? You bet. All right. Well, Pastor Carter, thank you so much uh, for being here once again. We really appreciate your time. Looking forward you, to Shane. next week. Appreciate it.
All right, and we'll see you next week as well. Thank you for watching the On the Path podcast or listening wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. We are really diving into it now, so we'll see you next week.